The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. And with me, I have the one, the only, Dr. Charlie Brown. Uh, we're going to sit here. We're going to rap a little bit. And uh, hopefully we'll share some some helpful information for you. Uh, with you, rather. Yeah. Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing well, Lee. Thank you, as always, for having me. Uh, you know it's not a thing. Come on. Good to <laughs> see you. Good to see you. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. So uh, we were we were talking offline. We were talking a little bit about forgiveness and working towards that. So um, I, I'll give you a scenario. I, I'll give you like a, a personal thing that I've kind of been dealing with that has been like on my spirit. Um, I have somebody that I love to the moon and back. But I feel as though our relationship has cyclically been toxic for me in certain respects. This is somebody that I, again, love dearly, want nothing but like greatness and happiness and all the good things in life for. But I feel as though as I've gotten older, I think I need to do more to not balance, but necessarily, I I think I need to kind of like pull back a little bit for my own well-being and like peace of mind. Because at the end of the day, I don't ever want to feel like I don't want this person around or to be around me. But there are times when I just like, I just feel like I emotionally and spiritually, it's just not good for me to really have a heavy interaction with. So um, and this is like, just as a further point of clarification, this is somebody that has been around for a, my entire life. So it's somebody I've known from, you know, womb to now, you know what I'm saying? So that being said, if I'm trying to work past that, if I'm trying to like get into a healthy perspective or a healthy space, what are some of the tools that perhaps I can take to to, I guess, get myself into a, a healthier state of mind to renew myself. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like relationships to me, as I see it, um, I don't want to over talk because this is this is about you and your, your expertise. But as I see it, um, relationships are choices. And when you when you're interacting with somebody, you're choosing to interact with somebody and you're choosing to take that journey with them, whatever that journey may be. And it's uh, whatever the relationship is that that's a choice that you're you're choosing to invest in. So my investment is 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 deep because again, history and love. But you know, I am at a point right now where I feel kind of depleted. So is there anything you can help me with with regard to that? 
I know it's a lot to put on your plate. Like, you know, there, there's so much there. That's what I was saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I apologize. I apologize. This was no. not planned. I get it. But, you know. No like, you know. apologies. I yes. mean, but we talked, though. So, you know, this is like one of those things. Let's talk. Like, you know. Let's yes. Just, you know, what, what, do you, what, what, what can you say to that? A couple of things come to mind. Okay. One, trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling like you need some space and some time, find yourself not so available for the person. Trust your instincts on that. Mm-hmm. Two, in my experience, both personally and professionally, mm-hmm. forgiveness comes when you felt the thing fully. There was a period of maybe a year, a year and a half. I'm not actually sure. Things collapse when you're working in graduate school. Mm-hmm. Time collapses. I have no idea. I lost three whole years of my life that are condensed into one. Mm-hmm. Um but during this period, I had decided to allow my rage to be rageful. Mm-hmm. I had decided to sit fully in rage. You, you chose to and, embrace it, not run from it. And it was glorious. Now, caveats to that. Rage can be very destructive. So you do need, I needed an outlet for my destruction that wasn't myself or another person. That wasn't another human creature, living creature, mm-hmm. rather. So I ripped things. I colored because a lot of my rage was based on when I was very young, as mm-hmm. much of our, many of our emotions are, and they're kind of set there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it would come and I would sit in it and I would just be rageful mm-hmm. at the various people I was rageful at. And what rage would, what's interesting about rage is that the people you think you're rageful about. It's not that you aren't, you are, but underneath are often other people that you're rageful at who are maybe complicit, or at least in your version of the story, were complicit in this situation or these situations and this kind of happening. Mm-hmm. And so when rage, when the, when the initial rage that I had spent so much of my life on, mm-hmm. I had spent so much emotional energy on rage for two specific people in my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that there was this rage underneath it. Mm-hmm. That was at other people. It was secondary rage, but it was very, it was very much as valid as uh, you know, it was for the first person or mm-hmm. first two people. And so rage underneath that, but underneath that layer of, of those layers of rage where I just allowed them to be in their full glory for a while was sadness and feelings of abandonment mm-hmm. and feelings of neglect. Not, we don't need to call child protective services on anybody, but just, those are the feelings that were coming up for me. Mm-hmm. So also owning those feelings um, was important for me in healing and coming to a place of understanding. Mm-hmm. Additionally, a lot of things came to mind with what you said, with the scenario created. Additionally, um, a couple of things. So if you think of relationships, relationships are, first of all, I agree, intentional choices either toward or away from another person. Mm-hmm. And so if you have consistently been making choices toward one another as you journey together, mm-hmm. then a few small decisions in the opposite direction won't necessarily disrupt a relationship. The opposite is also true. If you've consistently been making choices away from each other, a few small uh, a few small decisions toward one another won't necessarily recreate a relationship either. Mm-hmm. In relationships, there's a certain amount of tension, uh, like a baby's mobile. Mm-hmm. That is held together, that's held in place with a certain amount of tension. When one person moves, the other people on the mobile have to scramble to catch up to keep it in balance. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask for change. 
Mm-hmm. And then the last thing in that in that series of thoughts, the last thing is that I had to come to a differentiation between can't versus won't. And for the a lot of the people that I had all that rage for, I finally understood that this was a cannot, not a will not. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Like, can you break that down for the listener? Like, I believe I understand what you're saying, but, you know, break it down for me, too, just so I, I make sure I have it. Let's, let's say a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Little girls often want and expect their fathers to be superheroes. Those for whom fathers are present. Mm -hmm. Fathers aren't necessarily superheroes. In the world that we live in now, and even 25 years ago, let's say the world that the fathers grew up in, Mm -hmm. so much has changed as far as expectations of men. Men of a certain age in in various previous generations, various current generations, Mm -hmm. did not have permission to be full expressions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, expected to be providers. Yeah, there were like, archetypes. There were archetypes. There were archetypes. Yes. Yes. And so daughter relationships now, daughters are like, they're a little new school. And perhaps fathers do not have the, they do not have the tools, nor do they have the capacity to do the things that, that daughters expect in a new, in a, like a new school daughter to an old school father. Mm-hmm. So cannot versus will not is understanding that perhaps this wasn't a conscious choice on the other person's part. Perhaps they don't have the capacity. They cannot do Mm -hmm. this thing. It's not, oh, well, here are my options. I'm going to do the thing that ticks you off. Mm -hmm. It's a will not. Mm -hmm. I I won't do this. Um, At a simpler level, I hate taking out the trash. I hate it, hate it, hate it. There's reasons why I hate it so specifically and so <laughs> so viciously, mm-hmm. but I hate taking out the trash. If I'm in a space where I live with other people, I will negotiate whatever I can to not have to take out the trash, to not have to touch it, to not for it to not be my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Can I take out the trash? Yes. When I live by myself, do I? Of course. Cannot. Will not. Uh, if I don't have to, though, mm, I'm I'm not going to do this. I will not do it. I can. I'm capable of doing mm-hmm. it. So cannot versus will not comes down to capability. availability and capacity. Am I yes. capable of doing this thing? And we don't really get a say in what another person is or is not capable of. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's the other person's feeling about their capacity for it or their capability for it. Mm-hmm. And so in the relationship you described, making yourself a little less available, mm-hmm. um, recognizing is this a cannot or is this a will not do does this person have the tools to show up in the relationship the way that you would like them to and that's not that's not objective that's subjective based on their track record based on the way they have previously shown up for you mm-hmm. or not shown up or not shown up for you are they even capable of it and so those questions, asking those questions were very difficult. They're very challenging for me. Mm-hmm. And, but they brought me a lot of healing. 
because it, it really made me realize based on this track record, this person's track record, are my expectations reasonable? Mm-hmm. If a therapist is asking you that question, the answer is always no. <laughs> I, in listening to what you're saying, I, I feel as though there is a mixture of cannot and will not. I think the cannot comes in. I think there is a certain responsibility and accountability that one has to accept the role that one plays in the decisions or the things that happens in their life. And a lot of people, and we talked about this a couple of times at this point or whatever, in terms of not wanting to necessarily be accountable because that means you have to reevaluate, you know, how you feel about things and where you stand on things. And um, I'm a person who really tries to be accountable for the things he says and does. You know what I mean? Especially because I have a difficulty in terms of articulating my thoughts well sometimes and the way I feel well sometimes. Um, So I try to make sure that my actions, if nothing else, are going to be as pristine as I can make them be. You know, I have my flaws. I'm not perfect. I get that. Um, I feel as though my ability to process and accept and own the things that have happened are at a different stage than the person I was referring to. I feel as though there are a lot of things that have not been processed, have not been owned, and therefore the interaction between the two of us is probably, as you said, you know, emotionally, a lot of the the, the vocabulary that we have and the way we look at things is from the perspective of when the point we were at the point we were like injured and wounded. I don't think that this person that I'm referring to has gotten past a lot of the wounds that they that they experienced at an earlier age. So it's very difficult for me as an adult, although this person is an adult as well, it's very difficult for me as an adult to really have this conversation and like to really get to a point of like growth and understanding with this person, which is, I would love nothing more. But so this is not a journey that I can take for them. You know what I mean? Um, no, it's not. But I think one of the things that has moved me this this weekend or whatever is a, a friend of mine who I've known from like undergrad or whatever. I didn't even know he was preaching. I know he went to school for theology, but I didn't know he was actively preaching. And he just mm-hmm. posted something on Facebook or whatever, and I just watched his sermon or whatever. I was like, okay, all right, cool. And it was about forgiveness. And it's something I felt I needed to hear at this particular moment in my life because I've been at a point of frustration that as an adult, I have not felt in terms of like, you know, the status of the relationship. Or I said status. I feel like British. The status of the relationship. The status of the relationship. Uh yeah. So yeah. Um so uh what are what are are, are there are there any recommendations that we can that you could perhaps like are there like maybe two or three like recommendations that you can give our listeners in terms of like, okay, of course you said listen to your gut and listen to your instinct. But are there perhaps like, you know, is it a, 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 a personal technique that we can employ so we don't lose our proverbial shit, basically, for lack of better terminology? Very fancy terminology. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, try to be as fancy as possible. That's a clinical term. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Expressing it. Can you find some way to express it? Now, it doesn't always necessarily reach the person you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're expressing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I found that I wrote letters. I wrote letters to people. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought that I needed acknowledgement of those letters. And I said that in the letter. Like I made sure I said, acknowledgement is important to me. Please let me know you've received this letter. Mm -hmm. It wasn't important. Expressing myself was the important part there. Got it. That I had said it and done my part. Mm -hmm. I felt like my part was done. The rest is on you. Yes. And, but also holding steady in my new sense of boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's destabilizing, right? This person has been used to this certain relationship for all of your life, for all of this time together. Mm-hmm. And when you change, remember the mobile, they didn't ask to be changed, mm-hmm. but really centralizing. I found that when I, when I stayed in my, <sighs> stayed centered in myself at this new level, Mm-hmm. It was a lot of noise, but the person respected my boundary. Mm-hmm. And once I could, I could, if I could ignore the noise, if I could not respond to the noise in the way that I had always been responding to the noise, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In the way that we had built a relationship for all these years, that things started to change. So really expressing it in some way or another. Maybe you write it, maybe you make a video and then maybe you don't ever send that, you know, you don't ever send it to the like other an email. I've, I've, I've heard one of the things, like if you, if you're feeling a way about something, send it, like write an email. And after you, after you write it, you know, read it and then delete it. Now yes. I've, I've heard that before. Yes. And I, I find that the physical act of destruction. So again, this was in my, in my rageful period. So tearing. physical act of destruction worked well for me mm-hmm. because that's also symbolic to the cosmos, the universe, God, however you call that. Mm-hmm. Um, to say that I'm releasing this thing, I'm, I'm ripping it up, I'm letting it go. Mm-hmm. So finding a way to, to express yourself, but you're expressing yourself for you and not for the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you find your new center, whenever you like, think about what it is that you want. Think about how you want to be treated and stand in that mm-hmm. and, and hold it. It can be very difficult to hold. An activity my therapist did with me, she would push me off center with permission, all of that. She mm-hmm. would push me off center and tell me to reset. And I would keep resetting back and back and back. I wouldn't come back to the center of the room to reset. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I thought I was doing the thing because I was resetting. No, I was not reclaiming my space. Mm-hmm. I was being, I was adjusting to the new space. Mm-hmm. So me adjusting to a new space is not me being centered. Mm-hmm. Me coming back to my own space the way I want to create it is useful and and know that there's fallout with that. Mm-hmm. People don't like when you change the relationship that you've had with them. They don't like it. You are introspective. I'm fairly introspective. Not everybody's like that. Most mm-hmm. people, they don't want to change it. It's too much. It's too, all those things we talked about before about it changing your worldview and that being too much for people. That's still true. Mm-hmm. You can, you can be introspective. Most introspective people Many of the people they hang out with are maybe not as introspective because mm-hmm. that's also a role that you're playing in their lives. So expressing yourself, standing in your new center, and your new center may change, certainly. And if you can stand in it each time it changes, that will be helpful. Also in you learning to trust yourself again. Because sometimes we, we forget that. We forget that we are the experts in ourselves. Mm-hmm. You okay. are an expert in you and Really coming to a place of acceptance, deep, genuine acceptance about the other person's stuff being theirs and not yours. So you don't have to take that on as a project. You can choose to not be around it. Right. And also. And send that message. Be consistent in that message. Yeah. Also, I would like to throw out 
something that I had to learn. I think I probably figured this out in my mid twenties that like, um, when it comes to forgiveness, as I see it, forgiveness comes at levels, but like when you come to forgiveness, it's not always about the other party and you forgiving them. Sometimes forgiveness has to happen so that you can actually move forward with what you need to do and who you need to be. You know, like if something, if somebody has done something to, to wound or to injure you and you are like, you know, in a place where you need to get through and process. If you can get to a space where you can forgive so you can move forward, then do so. But it's not necessarily meaning that you're complicit or you're in agreement or you necessarily are cool with with the actions that happen to put you in that space. It's just saying that you have processed and done the things that you need to do so that you can move forward so you can be the person you need to be and be in the space that you need to be in. So forgiveness isn't always about like two parties. Sometimes it's just about so you can function and be the person you need to be. That's just something I, I figured out for me. Yes, I would say forgiveness is almost always about yourself because often you're figuring out, well, so at the at the most radical level, let's call it, like you have to take your part of the responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. I had to recognize in these two rageful relationships that I was also responding in the same way, the same time, every time. Mm-hmm. Like I was also keeping up the dynamic that we had built right. when I wanted a different dynamic. And so I had to get, I, I had to get professional help into, to show me some alternative possibilities of what, what this dynamic could be. And that was also very useful for me. Um, but taking my responsibility, taking my part, this wasn't, I'm not a victim. This mm-hmm. isn't something happening to me. That's this important. is something I am participating in. Right. And so if I want something different to be happening, I have to participate in a different way. Gotcha. And so forgiveness is about that. It's about not releasing your responsibility. It's taking your responsibility, but releasing the judgment about it. Most people are doing the best they know how to do at any given time. And if we learned coping skills early on, we're still acting from those same coping skills. If for whatever reason, when I was eight years old, I had to do all these things and I had to react in certain ways. As an adult, as a 38-year-old person, I'm probably still dealing with those same things or those same trigger points in the same way as I did when I was eight. So recognizing that there are more tools available if you you have to seek them out, though. And Everyone's journey is different. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't do any of that for any other person. The only person you really can do anything about is you. What that means, though, I believe that the world reflects back to us our deepest beliefs about it. If I hate myself, I'm going to find people who hate me at my core. You can look at your belief system by looking at the world around you. I believe it's a big mirror and it reflects back to you how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. People who are victims are always always in positions to be victims mm-hmm. they all they can always they can find the victimhood in everything mm-hmm. nothing is ever their fault they they're not they they're not at a place where they're willing to take responsibility for their own part and their own actions but that's true everywhere people who need to dominate can always find places to dominate and those two you know those two can certainly go together um narcissists and empaths they pair very well together Okay. Well, Dr. Charlie, I think uh it, like as as always, you know, you you take something that can be complex or whatever, you find a very uh simple and frank way to break it down. 
give us a whole bunch of tools to work with. So I, as always, appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to let us know what's going on so we can hopefully be better people and be able to be able to cope with uh, with life a little bit easier and to move through life a little bit more uh, centered. So could you please tell us where we can find you out in this uh, this big, great world out there? Two places at the moment. Um, on Facebook, I have a Dr. Charlie Brown page. Mm-hmm. And I also have a website, www.drcharliebrown.com. And that is Charlie with just an I and brown like the color. Mm-hmm. And Dr. D-R, D-R-C-H-A-R-L-I-B-R-O-W-N. Well, that's who sp- I don't spell my name all that often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there it is. That, that's, that's how you spell your name, just in case you yes, didn't know. Yes, it is. So uh, Dr. Charlie Brown on Facebook, There's uh, I have a page and on my website. To keep up with all of the media and media-esque things, there's a page, Media and Resources, on my website. Where you can keep track of this, um, these interviews, interviews I do with other people. I also have a series called Charlie Chats, where I kind of do what you asked me to do and take one topic and distill it for in theory, five minutes, <laughs> Got it. but it's usually between five and 10 minutes. For Got most it. Of them. Cool, cool, cool. Well, again, I thank you so much for you stopping in. We appreciate you. Um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue to to knock on Dr. Charlie's office door and hope that she answers because uh, she's got all the good information that we need to hear. Uh, once again, this is Health and Wellness on Culture Shock, which is on www.flashblackradio.com. If you want to check us out, we are on the website I just mentioned, www.flashblackradio.com. But we're also on all the places that you'd like to listen to your podcast. So if you want to check us out on Spotify, you want to check us out on SoundCloud, you can check us out on Apple Music. You can, of course, check us out on Facebook. We have a page and a group, Flash Black. Just uh, search on the Flash Black. And you can also check us out on Twitter and IG. So on Twitter, we are Flash Black Radio and Flash Black News. And on IG, we are Flash Black Radio. Flash Black News is specifically for things that are just happening in the world around you that maybe you weren't aware of. You know? Who knows? But that's pretty much what we're doing uh we got some other things that we're going to be unfolding and unveiling in the very near future some things with dr charlie ladies and gentlemen uh she's got some things in the works uh we're not gonna let you know right now but there's some things that you want to definitely get on so we're going to do that in a little bit right yes sir indeed indeed and there are also some things that we're going to be doing on flashback radio to to uh bolster the dopeness that we bring in y'all on a regular basis so continue to share to comment to interact and uh we'll see y'all in the same space same place all right be blessed be well stay well stay well stay blessed stay well i forgot my own like tagline stay blessed stay well all right one